Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. Wildfires. They never used to be something you would associate with London or the UK, but in 2022, times have changed. There have been reports of more wildfires across the capital. More than 70 people were evacuated from their homes on Sunday as firefighters took on wildfires raging across West and East London. It seems like something we're going to need to adapt to. We all remember those record-breaking temperatures a few weeks back, which caused widespread damage in a number of areas. A second heatwave is expected over the coming week, and conditions have remained very dry. So just how prepared are we for more wildfires? Andy Elliott is a firefighter, a wildfire researcher, a wildfire instructor, and a National Wildfire Tactical Advisor for the National Fire Chiefs Council. I managed to grab some time with him earlier, in between his call-outs. The UK certainly uh, has been preparing for wildfire for a number of years and needs to prepare uh, even more thoroughly for the the climate challenges that are coming up. Uh, We have been following climate change and doing all we can to try to mitigate that from a wildfire perspective. But the kind of weather that we are experiencing right now through the UK, which is lovely for some, but is very challenging for those that have to work in the countryside, and particularly those that need to respond to wildfires in the countryside. Uh, This will become much more frequent. In fact, this will become our normal uh, in a relatively short space of time. We're expecting another heat wave. Are you anticipating more wildfires as the week goes on? Yeah, I think one of the the real challenges is uh, how the public respond to wildfires uh, and their understanding of what it means. Certainly the the south of England and definitely the southeast of England will suffer from some really extreme wildfire conditions again this week uh, and through into the weekend. And we should be prepared. Public behaviours need to change a little bit. So things like having bonfires in in your garden is probably not a good idea at the moment. Things like perhaps uh, having barbecues, certainly no barbecues in the countryside uh, or campfires in the countryside, that is uh, very unwise and in in many places is is now banned and and not permitted. So there's some... uh, And land owners and managers are also, of course, modifying their behaviours, being more prepared during the harvest season so that if there is an outbreak of fire, they're ready to react themselves um, as well as then calling in the emergency services. What are the most common causes of wildfires? In the UK, we don't really have natural fire starts and natural causes are things like dry lightning storms. Again, these may be part of our future, but they're not currently um, an issue for us. So that really leaves people. Most of our fires are caused by by us. Uh, a lot of those are accidental, say through harvesting. Um, the process of harvesting itself can cause wildfires from sparks and overheating machinery and so on. Simple tasks like mowing your lawn can start a wildfire. So again, in many parts of the world, uh, mowing a lawn after 11 o'clock in the morning is actually banned because the sparks and, and the from the exhaust and sparks from striking stones with a lawnmower can start fires. Uh, things like using cutting equipment and so on, grinding discs, 
outside are not a good idea at the moment. So lots of things that do cause them, um, as well as often carelessness, as I've already mentioned, things like barbecues and campfires will very quickly start a wildfire that uh, you simply will not be able to control yourselves. So it is about taking great care and remembering that we are the source of the majority of wildfires in the UK. So we just need to be ultra careful. And as soon as we spot a wildfire uh, or a fire in our garden, make that call to emergency services. Don't put yourself in danger and, and move to a place of safety. Are they more likely to occur in urban areas or rural ones? Um, difficult to answer. Uh, the, the the likelihood of, of a fire is determined by the presence of people. So there are more people in those urban areas. So where you have uh, vegetation in and around an urban setting, particularly what we refer to as the rural urban interface, that's where a, a large town or, or city uh, has either uh, a parkland within it or that is on the edge of that, that conurbation where it meets open countryside. That's where the, the interaction between people and wildland fuel dry grasses, heathland and, and so on. That's where that interaction is at its greatest. So as we are the cause of the fires, then those urban areas are more likely to see fires. In the more open areas, the uplands, for example, there will still be fires and they may well be very large fires because of the open expanse. But the um, instance of people there is, is lower than it is right in the urban fringes. So certainly the south and the southeast of England, very highly populated parts of the UK, very, very dry at the moment. So probably this is where the greatest risk of ignition exists at the present moment in time. Would you say the risk is greater this year than previous ones? Certainly, the evidence suggests that um, there are more, um, not necessarily more ignitions. We always have a lot of wildfire ignitions in the UK, but the fires we've had have been more intense. That means that the, the flames are bigger effectively. They release more energy, which in turn makes them more difficult to suppress and put out. So we've certainly had many more difficult to manage wildfires this year than we have in sort of any other recorded year, really. What can be done to make sure we're better prepared? Uh, I think that there are there are many things. Um, the the responding services, the fire and rescue services, they are have been over a number of years now preparing for wildfires. So, for example, there is now a national cohort of around fifty specially trained wildfire tactical advisors that are able to respond and advise fire and rescue services. And the wildfire training within the fire and rescue services has improved, uh, so there's a much greater awareness. So that helps. But we're also in the process of training land management sector uh, in how to uh, respond to, to wildfires, particularly just to, to deal with those very early stages uh, of, of wildfires, but also how to interact and liaise with the fire rescue service. I think one of the biggest challenges will be around members of the public and informing them about how to prepare, understanding what uh, to do in the event of an evacuation. And there is a, a program called Firewise UK, uh, which actually helps to create Firewise communities in and around that rural urban interface, where homeowners are given good information about what they can do to harden their own home from the risk of wildfire and to limit or mitigate the risk of their home falling victim of a wildfire should should there be one. So there are plenty of things we can do, but the challenge is actually time and getting that education out to the right people at the right time. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more from Andy Elliott, wildfire expert and firefighter. Whilst you're here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Andy, you're working on the UK Fire Danger Safety Rating. Just explain to our listeners what exactly that is. One of my current areas of research, along with uh, uh, many other researchers from about six universities around the UK, is looking into the creation of a UK fire danger rating system. This looks at uh, weather parameters. It looks at the uh, fuel. Remember, fuel in this case is vegetation distribution around the landscape. And it looks at the topography, the shape of the land, as well as other things like ignition potential and rural urban interface. And it brings all of these elements together to combine a predictability system, so a fire danger rating system. The hope is that when that is completed, it will be publicly available so that members of the public, land managers, fire rescue services, etc., can view that information and understand what the actual risk is at any given moment in time, hopefully with a, a, a forecast, so perhaps a week or 10 days ahead to show how that change, uh, so that risk is likely to change over a period of time. When do we think it will be available? The UK Fire Danger Rating System project, it's a four-year project. Um, We have been allowed to extend that by a year because of the impacts of COVID. And we're about halfway through. So I would hope that within the next two to three years, there will be a a fully working fire danger rating system for the UK. That is calibrated to the fuels that we have in the UK, the weather conditions we have in the UK, and the changing landscape. So the difference between the, the, the low heaths of the south and southeast as opposed to the higher moors of the the north of the country and moving through to Scotland and and of course Wales. So um, hopefully within the next two, three years, there will be a product that's available for people to use. You're also an active firefighter. What are wildfires like to tackle in comparison to others? One of my roles is I am an on-call firefighter and I uh, specialise in wildfire response. I am a National Wildfire Tactical Advisor. And at the moment, life is very busy. Many of the fires uh, are contained very quickly by the crews. uh, And it is about trying to get to these as quickly as possible, as safely as possible, and to contain them before they are able to to become too large 
um, to, to manage. Um, they then become resource very heavy. So lots of fire engines and lots of firefighters are used to contain them. Some of them can be quite extreme in their behavior, particularly in the conditions we have, which presents its own challenges and, and risks. Uh, they appear very dramatic, but often it's about assessing. My job is to assess the landscape, assess the fuel, and to advise the command team on the best way to, to deal with these fires in a way that is safe uh, and makes best use of the resources that we have. And finally, any advice for anyone who might be listening and concerned about the increased number of wildfires? Um, yeah, I think the, the, the advice really would be to be vigilant, to, to look out for signs of wildfires. Remember, wildfires can be anywhere. It, it's it, it, Wildfire is just a a vegetation fire. If you spot one, make sure that you and people around you are safe. Call it in uh, using 999 to report it to the fire rescue services. Uh, give a really good description of where the fire is and uh, the best way to get to that fire. Only attempt to tackle that fire if you can deal with it easily with, say, a bucket of water or, or something readily to hand. Don't put yourself in, in a place of risk at all. And then all you can do is just withdraw. But the, the key thing is, I guess, really do all you can to avoid causing the ignition in the first place. So be sensible. No barbecues, please, at the countryside. No campfires. And if you have uh, anything in your own garden, such as a bonfire, do you need to do it now? Can you do it another day? And if you do have to do that, then make sure you have the means to extinguish it, a hose pipe or whatever it may, may be. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.